Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Colts Cover 2 podcast. I am Indy Star Colts insider Jim Aiello, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Joel A. Erickson. Joel, we're talking about kickers again for the 100th time this year. How happy are you? How happy are the Colts? Uh, a scale of 1 to 10. How happy are the Colts that we're talking about kickers on our podcast again? Three? Yeah. Two? They want this to go away. Um, some would argue the best way for this thing to go away is to cut Adam Benatari and let him retire or put him on IR or however. Oh, that's it. Okay, so this is that's an interesting way to put this because I think I've been consistent with this. I want to say, prefacing this, this isn't me saying that I necessarily completely agree with the Colts staying with him like they did today. Oh, I know where you're going. Okay, yeah, but it's not going away either way. No, this is, though. It's like, the spotlight on the kicking situation is not going away. You're right. But, like, the Vinatieri and, like, the fact that fans are pretty—I think fans are pretty much upset. or They're mad now that they're keeping Vinatieri around. That's the reaction I saw when Frank announced it today during the press conference. That was the, that was the reaction after Sunday. No, I, that's, I think all that's going to be the same. Really? Yes, because they're going to bring in a new kicker, and that guy's going to miss kicks, and then they'll be mad that they brought in that kicker as opposed to a different kicker. And like this, that's this is where we are. This is this is where we live now. We live in kicker purgatory. Oh, I think it's kicker hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> like this, this is this is where we are. Like that's and it, again, I'm not saying that they should have. I'm not saying that they did the right thing. But this is, I can't stress enough how much I believe that this isn't going away for maybe a full calendar year. Uh, yeah, I think maybe September, um, if the kicker they have on the roster next year, but be it adventary or not, if he starts off by hitting, you know, his first six or eight field goals and extra points, it'll probably go away. That's, that's the only way I can see it going away. See, I think it'll carry even longer than that. Hmm. Now, uh, I'm going to, I'll put a caveat in there. I think, I think that if they somehow luck into a pretty good kicker that somebody decides not to resign for stupid reasons... Um, which does happen every once in a while. Um, then maybe in September it'll be over. Uh, but if it's a young kicker, then I got this goes on all the way till maybe next, like not this off season, but the next off season. Yeah, it it could. Man, that's terrible. Thing. And this is this is why I'm gonna use I'm gonna use historical backup for this. So when. It, the way a lot of young kickers become good kickers is that a team decides to stick with them. Right. Or they don't decide to stick with them. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I sort of assume that after this season, it's not military. Um, and... You, you have... So logic would take you to that assumption, but then again, logic would take you to a lot of different assumptions. Right um... Now. So what you're going to have, if you, if you go for a young kicker, what happens it usually is either, there, there's very few, I think Justin Tucker was good right off the bat, but I'm talking about the best kicker in the league and um, the most talented kicker in league history, for sure. Why you couch that one? Um, he probably will retire the best kicker ever. Yeah. Retire. Yeah. Well, yeah. But on the trick, he's wait, on. I, the only reason I said most talented is, and, and the only caveat you put is like, some at some point someone destroys Justin Tucker's leg or something. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. But right now, and the pace he's on, he retires. Definitely he the most retires. talented kicker ever. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
So I think I think he was good right off the bat. But what happens with most young kickers is they struggle a little bit to start. And so they struggle a little bit to start, and you either have what happened to Daniel Carlson in Minnesota where Mike Zimmer gave up on him, and then he had to figure out – he had to go to Oakland and figure it out, and all of a sudden he's pretty good in Oakland. He's actually been bad this year. And now he's been bad again <laughs> this year. And, like, you're trying to figure that out the yeah. whole time. Uh, the other one that, that I was that I personally covered was Will Lutz, right. who the Saints signed – uh, right before the start of the season, undrafted free agent. And his first year was fairly shaky. I think he was under 80% okay. field goal-wise. But they stuck with him, and then he turned into a pretty good kicker. So if it's a young guy that takes over free the military next year, you're assuming this kicking thing, we might be here till like, there's till like the, like be way beyond the presidential election. I, uh, Way beyond. I was going to try to. Usually, I try to stop and say what we're going to do for the rest of the podcast. And I, I you know, we try to do these for forty-five minutes. To I sort hour. of like that rabbit hole we just went down because I don't think it's anything anybody else is talking about. But, but uh, yeah, no, this is this is this is we are in a kicker story until kingdom come and trumpet sound. At this point, I, that's what I was going to say. I mean, for this podcast, we're, we're again, if we do forty-five minutes to an hour, which is the plan, um, it's going to be. A lot of kicker. So if you don't want to hear this, I'm sorry. You can turn it off. I don't encourage that. But that's what the, that's the prevailing story about the Colts right now is the kicker until it's not the, the overarching story isn't going away as you said for a long time. But if Adam goes out there now and knocks home all his field goals for the next two or three weeks, it will become a, a story. Actually, that actually, that's that's the only way it becomes less of a story in the next couple of months is right. if is if Finitary figures something out. That's it. That's the only way. And then, and that's really only, there's only like a month long window where that counts because then we'll get towards the end of the season. And then we start after asking a bunch of questions about whether he retires. Right. Yeah. No, I. So basically, the kicker is a big story around the Colts for the next two years. Right. Which get, is, buckle your seatbelt. Yeah. You're going to hear a lot of podcasts like this. And so we're going to And I'm saying that, that to myself too. Mostly talking about that today and then we'll we'll get into the Jaguars a little bit obviously because the Colts are five and four and need wins um they're gonna catch the Texans so we have to talk about that obviously the kicker's important to that but yeah um and then we'll talk about Brissett a little bit and and Devin Funches if we have some time maybe T.Y. Hilton but mostly it's going to be about the kicker because that was the majority of Frank Reich's press conference today uh was spent defending Chris Ballard and his decision to keep Adam as the kicker they had worked out as we all know mm -hmm. Four kickers uh, on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It's. I, I think there was some. I don't know what to say. I was going to say I think there was some assumption that maybe that was going to lead to the next to a new kicker taking over, but maybe there wasn't. Maybe that was never going to be the case. The information I had was that no decision has been made, um, and uh, and that they wanted to see it. Why is my question. Mike Nugent is one of the kickers. Uh, he's 37 years old. He kicked for the Patriots this year. He kicked for the Patriots for a million years. I mean, the uh, Bengals for a million years. What were they hoping to see in a tryout that they didn't already know? Um, I don't... I don't th that's a good point. And I don't necessarily know that they are trying to see something that they didn't already know. So is this just a move for show? To say, hey, Colts fans, we get it. No, I think it's a chance to... I think it's a chance to talk to him. To who? Nugent. Again, 
I mean, this guy's been around for. I mean, again, maybe a guy like Elliot Fry who hasn't really been on the team before. No, I think I think there are questions asked Mike Nugent. He didn't have a team at the start of the season. Right. He missed three field goals and an extra point or two in New England. Like, but, there's there's reasons to talk to him. Well, no. Well, those aren't questions. Those are facts. He's missed kicks. That's why he's not on the team. No, but there's there's there's. I don't know. There's reasons to get him in and, and see him and get a closer look at him. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. With kickers, it's like one of those positions where I just don't know that that's true. And the tryout, no, well, the tryout does matter. I do know that. I do know the tryout matters a lot. Um, going back to Will Lutz, Sean Payton signed him off of a tryout. No, for sure. Um, over over a veteran kicker who'd beaten out another veteran kicker in training camp. To be fair. Uh, so tryouts do matter. We have information that there was kickers that did perform well during this tryout on Tuesday. Right. And that didn't seem to matter. Um, I, I, it's not just for show. Otherwise, you just wouldn't bring him in. Well, as I'm saying, that that I'm just wondering if, like, well, are, here are, we're you buying, in, are you we're buying getting, time? So here, here we're getting into a part where I'm just going to go ahead and fully admit that my level of expertise is not very really good on this. On kicking? Yeah. Oh, and I think yeah, that that, I think that that, I think that that plays into me not necessarily knowing what to say because I don't necessarily oh, know uh, what you'd be looking for in a tryout. Because uh, I, got, I got to be honest with listeners, I don't necessarily know what to look for in um, a kicker's leg swing and stuff on the field. Right. Um, but he, my point again is Nugent, we've seen Nugent, he's kicked this year for the Patriots. We've seen he, they, they've, they've seen and, it, and, they, and I'm saying the answer is I, I'm not sure. I don't. Yeah. I guess I don't really know. I don't really know as much as I. As I, I gotta admit that uh, I don't know what you'd be look, necessarily looking for in a tryout. The way um, here's the way Frank talked about that, and he didn't talk very long today about the tryout. But the way Frank talked about that was that it it didn't seem to matter much what we what they saw at the tryout or. They, like, like he just talked about how important Adam was to the locker room and how how they believe Adam's going to turn it around. So I, I, the way he talked made it seem like no matter what they saw at the tryout wasn't going to change their minds. That's that's the way it sounded to me. I I, I can't I can't I'm not going to put it put words in their mouth. I, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what the well, he said he said it would be malpractice, which is a fun word that he used, um, if they didn't bring in kickers. That's what he said, right? So I, I guess I guess the expectation is to. Is that you get wowed, maybe? Yeah, you had to get blown away by... You get by blown away by a workout. Um, and, and and So we knew some guys were good and there. Somebody, and somebody making a bunch of kicks doesn't necessarily mean you get wowed. Right. There's other things about kicking that, again, I don't really know a ton about, like ball flight and stuff like that. That's fair. Not, not to say that the current kicker's ball flight is any good. Just like, I, I, think, I think there's an element to this within the organization that has to do with just because you make a change at that position doesn't mean it's getting any better. And I think that brings into play the stuff you were talking about earlier about the locker room and the leadership and how he's viewed and stuff like that. Well, that's the stuff that Frank said, and that, that's fine. Um, and I agree. I, I'm, there's no point. So, of so there, I, we, we got to it. I, I apologize to listeners for not knowing more about kicking. I, I really don't. I don't. It's it's a black hole in my level of there's knowledge. There's just not a lot of ways to educate yourself about it either. I mean, you can learn about it. But it's like well, I feel like I've asked some. I feel like I've been in press conferences and asked some questions over the years. But I don't, I don't know that you ever get like really technical answers on. Well, to be fair, I don't think Frank knows a lot about kicking. Most of the players, like Anthony, no, Costanza, that's one hundred percent true. Anthony Costanza was laughing today. We were talking about kicking, and uh, he was like, I, I, "He's like, I've never kicked a ball in my life. I don't know." And um, and even going beyond that, uh, 
A lot of special teams coordinators don't know a lot about kicking. Uh, I, I've been saying this, like, because Bubba Ventrone, to me, you know, he's a former NFL player. He becomes a special teams coach. To me, if you're like, hey, I'm becoming a special teams coach, I need to learn about kicking. Whose book do you read? You read Adam Vinatieri's book. <laughs> like, that. so, like, if Adam Vinatieri's broken or struggling. Well, and there's there's kicking consultants that people bring in. Right. There's a lot of times there's kicking consultants, like a... I think John Carney was doing that for a little bit. John Carney still has a camp, yeah. Um, Jamie Cole is the big guy that everyone talks about. <laughs> More in the identification process, I think. Although, wasn't Jamie Cole a big part of the Bears kicking situation? I, I don't remember. I think I remember reading that in Sports that Illustrated. Um, so it's really more consultants. Uh, I know the Ravens have a very – whoever's on staff for the Ravens is very, very good. I talked and to people, kicker. People really respect him. I talked to a kicker agent this week, and he said that a lot of the times how these teams get kickers is that they just, like at John Carney, they just trust his recommendation. They'll just yeah. say, they'll just say yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's part of your crew or camp. Who's the best you have in your camp? And then send him to us, and we'll look at him. Yeah, like, that's that, true. That's that happens a lot. Well, if you if you go back and look through the history of who's been in camp to take uh, kicks off the legs of Justin Tucker, uh, a lot of those guys end up getting jobs because people really trust that kicker. Or that kicking coach. Right. And so if you need somebody and you call them and they say, hey, obviously we're not replacing Justin Tucker, but this guy that we had in camp is really good. Um, now, that didn't work out this year. Uh, Vedvik <laughs> crashed and burned. Twice. But I know Lutz was a former Ravens kicker. I know there's two or three other ones that I might say the wrong name of. But, like, I know that team specifically – their kicking coach is well respected, but I also know that a lot of teams, their special teams coordinator is more about blocking and coverage and returns right. and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes even when the returns are given to a position coach who returned when they were in the league. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think kicking is a fairly insular discipline. It's, it's kickers, no other kickers. And, so, yeah, I, I, I guess maybe that gives me a little bit of an excuse, but I, I, I do feel a little bit bad that I can't – I don't understand – I don't really don't understand the tryout process as much as I thought I did either. Yeah, neither do I. I again, I, I don't know that that was all that I, – I guess I don't think it was all that important. I think they were going to stick – the way Frank talked about Adam today, it sounded like Adam was their guy. They're going to put their faith in him. And so this leads me to the next question of, of – and you and I kind of discussed this before the, before the podcast started, which was can he get cut at this point? Because – I think he's missed 11 kicks. He's cost him arguably two to three games. Um, he put them in a real pickle against Miami. The game they played terribly, by the way, so I'm not putting that game on Adam. I don't think I ever, ever have in writing either. It would have helped if he made the extra point. Um, I just I, – I, yeah, I want can – he, can, if he misses three kicks this Sunday, do they cut him? Because I, I just – again, you're talking about historic patience they've had with him. There is not a kicker in the last 30 years that I have seen. I can't – I can't – I looked through the pro football reference who has missed 11 kicks in their first nine games and still had a job after. I think so. So it's like a, that was like a, maybe a, in part a warning to Vin, Vin, Adam? Like, hey. Well – like you're on the line here. That message is sent either way since they brought people in. But I That's also I mean, think yeah. it's I also think it's probably my 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 guess is there's two guys that came back, two new guys, and I think that maybe off the first tryout they had an idea of who they wanted if if they had to make a change. And then this one updates that. And you get to look at somebody that you didn't look at before. Um a couple people you didn't look at before. 
and then you so I, I do I think I think a change could still happen I'm getting to the point where I'm not sure I just don't know what it'll take I, I, I don't know I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that and again this is it's 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 context is necessary here and you and I have talked about this before I don't think we talked about it on the podcast but NFL is going through a little minor kicking crisis right now where the league is down like again not it's not just what's available free agent wise to the Colts the, the league is down f- about four and a half percent on made field goals, and they were down about a percentage point on, on made extra points. So right now, and it's been some really good kickers. Yeah, and we're so like this is guys with nicknames. We're talking Greg about the legs or line has struggled. Eighty four and a half is usually the is about right about where kicking makes on field goals has been for the last three or four years. It's down to about eighty. Um, I think the tweet I saw last week, and I don't know now, but I think thirteen kickers this year were under eighty percent, which is. We might as well be back in the mid '90s. I mean, like I said, eighty percent is is a significant drop off from what we've seen in in recent years. Yeah, five percent doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a ton. It's a ton. It's a lot of kicks. Um, um, when you think about how many kickers are kicking and all those attempts, and you take the, you take all the makes you have to come off, to drop it. That's that's a ton of kicks. Especially like it makes sense. Kicking had gotten progressively better as the years have gone on. Just like every part of football, mm-hmm. I feel like quarterbacking has gotten more efficient and better. And right now, this this would be like. Instead of it's it, this would be like the NFL. I think the NFL average is like sixty-five-ish percent on completions around mm-hmm. there. That this would be like if the entire NFL quarterbacks took a, like a five percent drop back in completion percentage, which would be nuts. Which would be crazy. Mm-hmm. It would be a bigger story, honestly. But that's what we're going through right now. So. Well, and that that goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, like why this story is going to keep going. Like I said, like unless you sign some all-pro kicker, but there were a couple teams that did that had that situation, yeah. and it has not turned out well. Um, Jason Myers, who is in Seattle. Yeah, the Jets let him go, but he was he was an all pro, he was a Pro, pro Bowler last year. He's a Pro Bowler. He's been bad up until, I mean, he made the game winner the other night, but he's been bad. So you sign a guy that you think is going to solidify it. I mean, that yeah, we're in this for a while. I yeah. mean, maybe we're not. Maybe they find the next Justin Tucker, but yeah, the 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 likelihood is that we're in this for a while. So what do you make of you talked to some players about this today? Um, because I thought Frank transitioned a little from his de- his normal defensive Adam, which has been track record. Like this guy has been, you know, he's been the greatest kicker of all time. That's been the message. Then the message today became again. He didn't. I'm not saying he moved off that totally, but it seemed to be his m- bigger focus today was he's you don't understand how important this guy is to our locker room. He's very important to our locker room. Um, you talked to some players about that. What did you hear about that? Well, I I don't think listeners are going to like it, but um, I I think that track record matters. I think I think the the thing that Frank didn't say, I think it matters to the players, um, and I feel like that matters to players at every position. Um, I think ten year veterans, if you make it to ten years in the league, I think even when you go to a new team, even if you've fallen off a little bit, I think that there's a respect there from younger guys. Um, we heard about it with Justin. He, I mean. Justin Houston's been more than people expected him to be, I think. Yeah. Um, but but before he was doing all that, back in when he first got signed and all that stuff, and it, I I did a story on him leading into the regular season opener, and we hadn't seen anything from him in a game yet, and people were saying, well, he's done this, and we've seen him do this, and so when he walks in, it carries weight. And I think... I think to some degree that we as the on the outside of it don't necessarily think that they think that way, the players think that way. 
but just over covering the NFL, I do feel like experience matters to these guys. Um, now, we can make the argument whether or not that's the right way to look at it, but it does matter. Like there, there's a there's an, uh, a respect for age and a respect for being in the NFL a long time. Sure, um, and that's most of what I have heard. I did hear Naheem Hines on Sunday. I didn't. We didn't ask him about that specifically today when I was over there, but. Naheem Hines on Sunday said, you know, I, I trust the our management. I trust in Chris. I trust Frank. Um, so, yeah, and it, this isn't – just for, for listeners, we do give a lot of opinion on here. Jim is really good about forcing me to give opinions that maybe I don't want to. Um, but a lot of our role is sort of trying to explain to you guys what the team is thinking. Yep. And, and some of what we're doing in this podcast – it's just trying to explain what we're hearing from the team and what they're saying. Um, me specifically is just trying to say, put context around it and whether or not to trust what the players say, that kind of thing. And I think I think fans who are paying attention sort of know that the way the fan, the way the players react to situations, isn't always the way we we do. Um, and you can debate whether or not that's right or wrong or different, but. They're the one. Like when we talk about the locker room, the players' opinion is the locker room. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're. I just know that I just know that there is an expectation of experience mattering and being given weight um, in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, to your point, Malik Cooker said. I, I asked him yesterday about this, and he said he said Adams the, Adams my hero on my team. He said, and, and he said he can't speak for any. I this is, I'm just going to read a quote. He's like, I can't speak for anyone else, but I don't give a damn how many field goals he's missed or what. That's Adam Benatari, the greatest of all time. I grew up watching him. Anytime he's out there kicking for my team, I'm cheering for him. I think that speaks to exactly what you said, which is he grew up watching that guy. He's a hero. He's he's been around for a long time. The experience and his success in the past matters to him. So I don't think you know. I there's an earlier part of that quote that where he says, "I'm sure there are a lot of guys frustrated about it." And he says, but I can only control me. I do think that if you, you know, blind polled or truth serumed everybody in the locker room, there are guys who are frustrated. Because I think that's true of anybody at any position. If if you're playing next to a guy who is consistently underperforming, which I don't think you can make any case that Adam is not at this point, you're frustrated by it. No, I'm not saying you want him cut or you want him off the team. That just kind of happens to be the nature of the position with a kicker. But, like, I do think that if there is frustration within the locker room, I think it's completely warranted. You you get only because you get frustrated if you get you, not saying again they hate him or they want him cut, but you get frustrated when somebody else isn't holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think I I, I wouldn't. I think there's a, there's that's another point too. Just like I think we did we I can't remember if we talked about this on a previous podcast or not, but probably. Uh, <laughs> so I remember covering the Saints. I I apologize to listeners if you're annoyed with me talking about the Saints, but I, I haven't talked. I haven't covered the Colts long enough to have as many of these stories. Your track record matters, Joel. Um, <laughs> to have any of these stories from covering Indianapolis yet. Yeah. Um, there was a, a question of who was getting the ball in New Orleans and um, whether or not that person was upset about it or whatever. And somebody asked if how often a receiver or a running back or somebody was upset about the uh, – upset 
or you know came to talk to him about not feeling like they were getting the ball enough. Mm-hmm. And he said every week. And I was really sort of surprised by that answer. Um, but then when you think about it, it makes sense. Like it, it, there's going to be those feelings. Like you said, I think there's. It just depends on the difference of like when it becomes like. Well, in that specific instance, there's a big difference between a guy coming up to Breeze and saying, I don't feel like I got the ball enough this week and it not being an issue. Or in that specific case, it was Brandon Cook said he wanted the ball after the Saints scored 49 points in a game and Brandon Cook's got traded that offseason. So yeah. I think I think the, the, the team sort of understands when it becomes a big issue. Um, yeah, I'm not, and I don't think that's happened here. But again, I think they're, you know, like I said, Blind pole, frust- I think there are guys who are frustrated. Well, I mean, if they weren't, you'd be a little shocked. Right, exactly. If, if, if you're if you're sitting there anybody. after the yeah. if you're sitting there after the, pit, the if you're on the sideline of the Pittsburgh game, and you feel like you've got to win, and then you don't, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that like the initial reaction for anybody would be yeah. crap. Frank's frustrated, by the way. I mean, like he talked about how many points, extra points his team should be making versus how many extra points his team is making. He talked about it on Sunday. He's frustrated yes. by that. That's and, and, you know, that you, they have to be better. They have to make those. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and, at, by the way, to be clear, Adam is frustrated as well. He's not happy the way he's kicking. We've talked about it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's not like he's, it's not like, he's like, sitting there, you know, like, how can anybody question me after 11 misses? He understands. He knows what's going on. We're going to talk to we him. We haven't got a chance to talk to him this week when he talks on Thursday, so we'll talk to him then. But, I mean, I don't think he's going to sit there and go, I've been fine. What are you guys talking about? Well, yeah, yeah. if I remember right, he he, he he didn't say that last week No, either. he didn't. He said yeah. he had a rough season, and, and he was right. So he'll, he'll face the music. So I guess part of the um, – so I guess this is the last question, and something I think I'll be writing later in the week or tomorrow maybe, which is – you know, we've all heard the same refrain over and over again. I talked to my kicker guru, the man very close to me now because of how often I've talked to him, Jeff Reed. Are you going to send him a Christmas present? I should. I, I, I owe him one. Jeff Reed, former Pittsburgh uh, Steelers kicker. And we, he said to me multiple times that Adam will not need to be told he's done. He'll be the first to realize it and go. And Adam has said in the past, I will retire or leave when I am no longer an asset to this team. Is that true? Is, can that be true anymore? As or does or does somebody have to tell him now? Ooh. Um. So I think that's a complicated answer I, to no, that. No, I agree. A complicated no answer, answer to that, and I think I think that for a lot of athletes, there is a finish out the season. There's like a response. You feel a responsibility to to be in it in this season. Um, I'm just thinking about like the reaction when Vontae Davis retired at halftime in Buffalo. Um, well, there's one closer to home that you could think about. Yeah, I feel like that one was a little different for some reason. But the way you just the fact that you just brought that point up makes me think that Adam doesn't want to be the second guy to do that in the uh, same season. I, I I have no idea if that's right. true. I'm just it right. just made me think of that. But and so I cuz I, I think I think we all sort of I think we all sort of know that like well I, I mean the most common answer if you ask anybody about if they're going to retire is I need to get to the end of the season. Yeah. and think about it. And a fair that's a fair answer most of the time. Um so I guess the question I don't know and I'd be interested in and I don't know if we're going to get an answer 
is, you know, is, is, is that it? Is it, I don't like the way I've kicked, but I committed to this team. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, maybe, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like I've committed to this team and they're going to have, they're, maybe he was wrong all those years ago, which is, again, fine. That's fine. I'm not saying that, but maybe he was wrong. Maybe he is going to have to have somebody tell him, hey, you're not an asset to this team anymore, and Adam's going to go, oh, okay. Well, and if he if he is. That's okay. If he is, that's makes him like 99% of that. Thing. Exactly. No, yeah. I mean. I well, think and th- there's an element of this, too, that we've, we've I mean, I think is sort of evident, but we've, we haven't really talked about with just like. There's a there's sort of a way like this is always how this was gonna go. Well, yeah, because he's forty six years old. Um, wasn't gonna kick till he's eighty. And and it was always gonna be like there's so few guys who went out on top like actually went out, not on top by winning a Super Bowl like actually on top of how they're playing. So you're 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 discounting Peyton Manning. I'm discounting Peyton Manning. I think anybody that watched Peyton Manning would tell you you're right. He wasn't the same guy by the end. There, there, there's so few people, and we've seen it from other players. I know Brett Favre got killed for his retirement and then unretirement, but he just he felt like he could still he felt like he could still play, and he was right. Um, same, same with Jordan. Same Sorry. with Michael Jordan. Yeah, he came back and was he was he the same player as with the Bulls? No, no but, but on the Wizards, he game. scored twenty a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he shot thirty times a game. But like, yeah, this, yeah, this is this is this is. Uh, I don't even know if it's a symptom. It's almost like a, an inherent trait of athletes. And it's not just the big stars either. Like, yeah. a lot of people keep going to tryouts and keep trying to do stuff long after the NFL has stopped signing them. Though I will say that those comparisons are probably right, right about up the, the alley with, with Adam Vinatieri. Right. right. We, we went to the great players we should, of though. his reputation. Yeah, Michael Jordan, he is kind of the Michael Jordan of kicking. He is kind of that, that he does belong in that conversation. So the Brett Favre of, of kicking. And, and, and the... Like like I said, that that I'm trying to think of people who are tired at like literally at the top of their game, and the only people that are coming to mind are Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it would have to be like a guy like Verlander would have to walk away like tomorrow. There just aren't that many. It, the, the the play usually falls off before they actually because I think it's because I think it's because you just keep figuring you can fix it. I I, I want it not. We're stopping the podcast so we can think of a better example. Who who think has of somebody been, other than Barry Sanders or Calvin Johnson? Yeah, who retired when they were old enough to retire traditionally, but was also at the top of their game. It's, it's not Jerome Bettis. It's not Jerome Bettis. Who is at the absolute peak? Like I'm, I'm the people that are coming to my mind are people who won championships and retired. But yeah. like all of them were. Like that happened to David Robinson, but he was his back was shot. He was a shell of his former self. Yeah, I was gonna say I was almost gonna bring up Steve Young, but I think Steve Young was too hurt to keep going. Same with concussions. Aikman with, Aikman with the yeah. concussions. Yeah. Um, boy, if you guys want to like Twitter at Twitter message us. Yeah, I, ca- I can't think of anybody. This is this is what happens. I'm putting it on our boss Nat. He listens to this podcast. He'll 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 email us immediately and be like, "Hey, you forgot about X," which is good. I want to know now because I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. That's I'm like, I'm very right now thinking of like legendary baseball players from the 50s and not coming up with anybody. No, like I mean Willie Mays is one of the famous examples of hanging on too long. Mm-hmm. No, like Carl Malone. I was trying to think of like the Jordan era. Malone went to the Lakers. All these guys went to different teams. Boy, I'm blanking. Michael Phelps? But he was really old for a swimmer. Yeah, I was going to say he kind of retired. Yeah, I mean that's probably not a bad. Michael Phelps is like the closest? 
I don't hate that. It's hard to know though. With with like it is hard to know. It's like three years later, maybe he wasn't at the top of his right. game. Right, because their their thing is only once every four years. Yeah. And for any swimming enthusiast out there, I know there's world championships, but for the general public, Olympics. Ninety percent of people don't. Yeah. Um, we'll keep thinking. We'll move on. It's a good question though. But again, to the the point, I think the overarching point being that. Vinny's at the end of his career, which it, it seems that he is. This is not uncommon for somebody to go through something like this. Like yeah, you said, which is you're and, right. It's kind and, of and, and I will say this. I will say this. I think there's a lot of fans out there who predicted this. Sure. In the off season, well, I think somebody sitting in this room might have. Um. Yes, that's true. You predicted it. No, you. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I like that you tried to pass credit to me. Thank you. No, you had mentioned a couple times that you you know you thought in the off season maybe resigning him wasn't the best way to go. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you won. But I very much appreciate you telling me that it was me. <laughs> I forgot I said You did. You said it a couple times. You said they created this problem themselves, the Colts. I think you said it on a podcast. You definitely said it in passing. But, yeah, I think you said they created the problem themselves when they resigned him. A 46-year-old kicker. The time the, – yeah, I, now I'm remembering. I did say that, like, the, the time maybe to make the move was – Was in the offseason. Was in the offseason. Which made sense. I, and, yeah, so you – Yeah. And <laughs> – but but the thing about so, it is it's so hard to make soak in your glory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is it's, it's so hard to make that move. Yeah. Like so like the there's more examples of that. There's more examples of people and there's one here that people keep bringing up with Manning. Um the Colts as releasing Peyton Manning, the Packers not basically kind of pushing Brett Favre to retire. Yeah. Uh but there were people there. Like there was Andrew Luck who everybody said was the perfect quarterback prospect right. there was Aaron Rodgers who the Packers knew was good and they just had to get him on the field somehow like you don't have those because there's not two kickers on rosters no and yeah and there's and there's no great young kicker in waiting on the free agent market and and they had a kicker in here uh Cole Hedlund and got a look at him in the preseason and I, to be honest Cole Hedlund didn't do anything Oh, he missed. He missed some kicks. Forced them to keep yeah. him. Yeah. No, I agree. He didn't earn it. He wasn't one of the guys invited back to kick this week. Not, again. I'm so not sure what that means. So I think I think when it comes to making a decision, like you give credit, you sort of give credit to the Packers, like oh, you pushed Brett Favre out, and you knew you had Aaron Rodgers, but the, the honestly, the decision's a lot less gutsy when Aaron Rodgers is on the other end of the line. The same with the same with Luck. Honestly, it's a lot. It's a lot less gutsy to go to do that when you have somebody there, uh, and it's. In a weird way, it's not that it's it's not that much foresight either. Yep. If you have that player and you know they're great, um, well, drafting Rodgers, I guess, would be the what, what people would say. Right, like, having the foresight to draft him, but you know, that's the, it. Just it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, it's they they sort of made the self evident the, the evident decision. Like, yeah, we need that for this time frame. Yeah. Um. Well, it's 3.06 p.m. I think we started this thing around 2.30. So we I said 45 to an hour, and we've done about 36 minutes on the kicker, <laughs> I think. This is sort of cathartic. This one, <laughs> Do you feel better? This one has been cathartic. <laughs> I actually feel better. Good. I don't. I had to write. Nobody else will. Yeah, I got. But two, I do. <laughs> I, got, I got two more. I got two more Adam stories to write this week. Nobody, nobody else will, but I do. Before Sunday. I don't know if I've come to any answers. No one but has. No one has. But we sort of examined it thoroughly from every side and sort of understand why things are happening the way they are. By the way, I'll, I will tell you that I asked Frank Reich the question I asked last week about is there has there been a discussion about can he get like essentially how much leeway he has, and Frank said no. 
I, I don't know if it's tr- again. Here's. The I don't know if there's been a discussion, but to me, it feels like the tryouts, both in week two and and this week, I feel it. It feels like to me the tryouts are sort of a. Well, you said it earlier. Hey, there's sort of a message there. Right. I think. I don't, I don't like calling anybody a liar, but I think Frank and Chris have in their, maybe they haven't discussed it, but maybe Chris and Frank in their heads have said, okay, if he misses three more kicks this weekend, we have to make a move, right? Like there's, they haven't had, maybe they haven't had a discussion, but they have. Well, and there's, and there's also, there's also, there's also sort of a case by case thing. Like maybe it's three more kicks in one game. One maybe game. he makes six in another game and misses the game winner. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And I, that's the push. I just yeah. Want, I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I don't, it's, it seems odd to me that there wouldn't be a, if you had kickers in that there hasn't been a discussion about how long can we let this ride. But to be fair to Frank, even if they had had a discussion, he wouldn't tell us what it was. Well, and actually, man, we we might do an entire podcast I know, on I'm this. sorry. I did. I was like, by the way, here's one other thing about Vinatieri, and we went down this road. Um, <laughs> um, so I did ask. I asked a, a friend of mine who covers the Patriots. I was curious, and I don't know if this is going to matter to anybody or not. But it was interesting to me. I asked him if Bill Belichick uh, ripped Stephen Guskowski when he was struggling before they put him on IR. And I got a no. And I got asked if Bill ever rips his guys in general. And I got a not really. Okay. Uh, they said when, when Guskowski was missing extra points this year, because uh, he was on a very vinitary pace. Yeah, and they put him on missing IR. Missing-wise, they put him on IR. Um, he said whenever they asked about it, he would say it's the operation, which is it. It's not, that's not the same as, or he said, no, 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 not the operation. I think he said, um, it's not just him. Okay. Um, and, and if somebody finds a quote out there, you can send it to me and I'll be like, oh, I didn't realize that. But I was just, I just asked somebody I know who covers yeah. the Patriots. No, and, I think it's relevant for sure. And, um, and I have covered coaches who do rip players individually, but I don't think it's very common. I don't necessarily you know you're going to ever get – I don't necessarily know that many many coaches are going to be like, nope, don't have any confidence in that guy yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much Frank can say. I, I totally get it. <laughs> don't have any confidence in that guy anymore. Uh, but we're going to run him out there because I don't know why. Yeah, I mean. There might be a handful of guys – actually, I don't even think anybody would do that because I think the the people I'm thinking of that have, I've heard rip people before, that, was, that preceded a cut. I will tell you that uh, – our one of our editors, not not our boss, but uh, Macklinask, who grew up a Bears fan, as soon as as soon as Frank said Adams our kicker, tweeted out Rex is our quarterback. I, I don't really fully understand that reference. That's that's more oh. of a new expert expert expertise. Lovey Smith used to trot that out every week after a bad Rex Grossman game, and it worked up into the Super Bowl until they got down, and then Rex Grossman fumbled, and then threw a pick, and you know Rex Grossman all I over re- himself. I really can't resist this barb, so I'm going to do it. Do it. Don't do it. Isn't Rex like the most successful Bears quarterback of the last like thirty years? Still, Jay, still Jay Keller. I mean, I mean, he did go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they went to the, <laughs> N- they went to the NFC Championship with Keller. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm not saying that. Say, I think Rex is Rex Grossman's a great quarterback, but he did make the Super Bowl on the back of an historically great defense and Devin Hester made it. <laughs> Anyway, it did. It did. I, this is an ongoing joke between me and Jim. Yes, because Jim, Jim grew up a Bears fan and has never seen a good quarterback in his life, <laughs> and, and it's a point of misery for Jim. Um, but anyway, back to the back to the 
the kicker. No, let's move on. I, I don't. I think I said we're at forty-one minutes again. If I was right about where we started, but um, they they have a game this week that might not come down to the kicker. It's uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're an interesting group of people. Um, Very interesting. They don't have the quarterback that we watched and loved, from, adored from afar uh, for, for weeks in Gardner, as you call him, Beowulf Minshew. Uh, they have Nick Foles, who is probably better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to see him. Got to see him. We really haven't seen him in Jacksonville. Oh, that's true, but I mean. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl, so. Yeah. Well, and more importantly, the two uh, two weeks ago, the Jaguars were like, he's going to be our guy. Yeah. So the people who are doing the evaluating themselves. Um, no, I think they're very interesting. They run the ball really well. Yeah, Lunar Fournette's have a good, uh, good, very, very, good very, very well. Uh, their defense is interesting. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's out there, but man, can they rush the passer, off, especially off the edge. Yeah, Ngakwe is great. We, I think most Colts fans know about Ngakwe, but they also have Josh Allen. I think most team, well, I think fans know because they know they drafted him. I was going to say it was a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that was just a brain fart. Oh, and Calais Campbell, who, who's who been tormenting Colts for years. And then they have some other guys. There's some other guys. That, and that's, that's what happens with great pass rushes is that everyone sort of eats a little bit. Yeah, they kind of stack each other a little bit, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is – I don't the Dolphins aren't really a test of whether or not they can protect, but uh, the, the Jaguars, this is a test of if those issues for the Broncos game and the Steelers game are going to come back up again. I'm looking at the standings. The Jaguars are four and five. The Colts are five and four. If they Colts lose this game, they're not in the last place, but I think they're, they're tied for last with the Titans at five and five. The Titans on bye week this week. I'm trying to I'm trying to check real quick, but I just it's just crazy to me how much this game could pivot them from um, in playoff well, contention hey, to I, bottom I, of the I, division. Week, um, and actually, this might this is probably going to end the podcast when I when I say this out. Um, I I was thinking about how they got from five and two and beating the Chiefs and Texans to where they are now. Yeah, it's crazy. And the answer to me, don't say the kicker. Jacoby Brissett got hurt. Yeah, even though again, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Not for Pittsburgh. I just don't. I thought Brian played. I do. Brian played well enough to win. I do the, the pick six to me. And I think I said this on last week's podcast. You did. So I'm it's the, not. I'm. It's not retroactive after the after what we saw last week. Like, I think that that changed the whole, that that turned the whole game, and Jacoby doesn't throw that pick. Well, he I, just doesn't. I agree with that, but he also threw two really great touchdown passes and one fine one. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. If you're asking me to argue that Brian is not as good as Jacoby, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to argue with you there. Um, no, I no, know no, no. I, I, I think, I think, but I don't. I will not. I don't think you can put the loss in Pittsburgh on the quarterback. It doesn't. It's not right. Maybe I'm not putting it on him, but I think they win if Jacoby plays the whole game. I'm not sure I'm there. I think they win if Jacoby plays the whole game. A lot of Hoyer's more explosive passes were short throws. But they were I mean, the results were good, so No, I mean, I'm just saying, like I don't I don't think that Hoyer did anything in there that Jacoby wouldn't have done, and I think nope. he did one thing that he definitely wouldn't have done. <sighs> I don't like this. I think it's a. I think it's. I yeah. I don't. I'm just saying. I think Jacoby Brissett's absence is a big part of these two losses. Huge part of Miami. <laughs> he he finished the sentence. I I yeah. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind 
We're going to have to agree to disagree on they this. They win I that can game. Tell. But <sighs> I, I think that's the biggest difference. Do you? Hoyer, okay. I'm just, I'm just, Hoyer was 17 of 26, 168, three touchdowns. Yeah, but what's the next one? What's the next stat right one after pick. the touchdowns? One pick. That, to me, is huge. Well, get on the guys for not tackling him before he got to the end zone then. That was a 96-yard return. Somebody should have got to him. Frequently, if there's not many buddy there, if there's not many people there, it's hard for fat guys to go get them because they're offensive linemen. Um, I got a yeah. The Chester Rogers drop punt to me was a big. They run. were already down. They're down by two at that point. They still have to drive. They have this. Wait, they're down by two after they got the safety. Uh huh. They did drive though. They eventually scored and took the lead. No, they did, and it would have helped. I, 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 that's <laughs> the third thing. But like to me, that interception, the pick six was huge. It was enormous in the game. I mean, there's no. I mean, it's a third, ten to ten to fourteen point swing. There's no. People can people get. I, I Jim is disagreeing with me, and other people can disagree with me as well. But I think I think I feel like the 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 the, the difference is not having Jacoby Brissett. Okay, I'm actually willing to come around on this. I will. I'm willing to say that there's. I'm not okay. I'm not willing. I'm not blaming Brian for the loss, but I think you, it might be fair to say that if Jacoby was in there, they would have won. They would have been able to do more and more to win. Yep. Okay. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. That's is that, fair. Is that I think if Jacoby's in those games, they win both of them. Okay. I took it more. I took it more of a shot at Brian the first time. Now I'm not hearing that, which is fair. Uh, in the Pittsburgh game, mm-hmm. the Miami game is 100 percent, not 100 percent, but it's like 97 percent on Brian for those picks that he threw. They were really, really bad. Two of them were terrible. One was not his fault. That's why the other three percent goes to Eric Ebron, who had a drop in the end zone that was, yeah, bad. In a in a way, you want to talk about talking about swinging the momentum of a game in much in the way that a pick six does. He took seven points off the board. Oh no, that the letting the ball be ripped out was terrible. And that's that's how you started the game. I also think that there's kind of like I think every quarterback plays with a, like a confidence level, and I think Brian not getting that touchdown right in the beginning. And not being up seven nothing, and then not having the team kind of pull away probably affected the way Brian. He certainly played. attacked like he was confident. <laughs> I know, I know. No, no. I just, I just think if they were playing ahead the entire game like they thought they were going to be, it would have been, it would have been a different Brian and a different game. No, and that's that. That might be true, but that's hard to. I can't defend but then, that. I don't the, know. But the other part is just like there. Were, he basically gave the Dolphins ten points. I, there's no debating how bad he was that game. Um, he wouldn't. I don't anyway, think. so that's that's the answer I came to today when I was thinking about it. it was just. That's a big difference to me. Yeah, and now they have to go. Now it seems like they're going to have Jacoby's out there practicing today. Frank seemed pretty optimistic, in your opinion, as well on this. Yeah, Frank's almost treating it like a certainty. Yeah, a little bit. That's what it sounded like to me, but I didn't want to go that far. I was very in Adam world, so when he was talking about Jacoby, I was thinking about Vinny. right. So, so this is just the way it's worked out the last couple of weeks. Is and really the whole season uh, is that Jim's been on Adam watch and I've been on Jacoby, and so like we sort of listened to the press conference with different ears. I was listening for Jacoby stuff. You were listening for Adam stuff. I don't know when that switched. There was a point where I wrote some stuff about Jacoby like consecutively, and then I went right back to you, and I'm bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, um, no, I, I mean, I, it's a fair, it's a fair thing to bring up. And again, I don't, I think it's something we should definitely talk about. And I don't think we talked about, which was, I think a lot of people wanted to undersell how well Jacoby had played this year, and I think these last two games are pretty good evidence of how important he is to this team and how good he is. Yeah, I think it was obvious after. There, people act like not throwing interceptions is just like some little thing. Yeah. I think it's because it's not doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, I think that's why people don't take, you know, I think that's people, why people don't. It's a really, really big deal. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember, I can't remember um, 
individual Andrew Luck interceptions enough yeah. to like illustrate what it was like when he threw some of them, but I'm sure some of them were just killers. Oh, he threw a lot of backbreaking interceptions. Um, I haven't covered the Colts for a while, but I've been in Indianapolis for a few years. Um, he just usually managed to like throw a backbreaker and then like repair his own back and then get back out there and <laughs> throw another, and then like throw a game winning. But, but but like not throwing interceptions is a big deal. It helps. Yeah. What's what I think until Jacoby gets again. I, I I've been trying to preach this to as many people as I could. Putting a ceiling on Jacoby right now is unfair. He is still very much a young quarterback in a new system, trying to figure everything out and how to be an NFL quarterback with an offensive line in front of him that's actually halfway decent. And I gotta be honest, I think if you if you're looking at a young quarterback and you're saying what thing would it be great for my young quarterback to not do right away? It's oh, a great thing to start with. Don't throw picks because a lot of guys who throw picks can't ever get rid of it. No, that's what I'm saying. Like Jameis I, Winston. I. That's a like if you were gonna ask scouts like, where's a good place to start? I think accuracy mixed in with like not like decision, decision making, making and accuracy are like one two. I think a lot of the We've time. Seen it with Sam Darnold a little bit this year. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, Mitch. Seriously, I mean, just just there's a lot of guys that I think you were like they throw interceptions early and then they keep throwing them. Even though Mitch hasn't been throwing picks weirdly, he's just bad. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, like I said, I think that's I think that's a very good point that you're bringing up is that I think. As, much, as painful of a lesson as it is to learn for Colts fans, it is making them appreciate Jacoby Brissett just a little bit more. What, what's been happening these last couple it weeks? It should. Yeah, I think it is. You really think about both games. It really should. You're right, and you're right. I think you, you're right about Pittsburgh. You're probably right about Pittsburgh. There's actually no way to know, but you're probably right about Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think if he's in there, they win. I think that's fair. So let's get back to Jacksonville real quick. I, we've, I've, I've heard, I haven't been asking these questions myself, but I've heard a lot of people asking about uh, Saxonville, the origins of... Uh, the 10 sack game of Jacoby Brissett from 2017. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I think most Colts don't care about it. It was two years ago. Different line, offense. Different offense, different offensive line in front of him. Very different offensive Very, line. Different Jacoby. Um, um, similar Jacksonville defensive line. I think Gakway Campbell were both there. Very similar in that. Sue was there? No, not Sue. Oh. You're thinking Marcel Darius. Was Sue never on the Jaguars? No. What's wrong with me? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um,. But no, Malik Jackson. It was Malik Jackson. If you take some of the edge rush, if they give you replace Dante Fowler with uh, Josh Allen, who's probably better. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very similar front. Uh, but I think the reason is, and actually, this is uh, uh, something that I thought was interesting today. Talked to Doug Marone and asked him about Jacoby, and he said that he feels like he's really developed into a really good quarterback. And the the sort of subtext behind that is. He's a lot different quarterback than the last time they saw him. Yes. I I think it's all part of it. Like I said, I, I actually I get why people are asking those questions. I don't think they're very relevant. Other than to, to point to the element of that Jacoby has changed. But like I said, so much has changed about right, the teams right, that right, I right. think that it's... Well, I mean, it's a completely different scheme. Right. I just... Yeah, anyway. So Jacksonville has tormented, and they have the ability to torment again. And this, and, and this is probably a good place for you to talk about... What you wrote about last week and what you've seen against Miami is that this pass blocking hasn't been great. They only gave up one sack last week, but I thought they. You know, I think Frank also admitted that Brian got hit too many times last week too. Yeah. Um, what was that, Nick? Anthony Costanza always says that it just comes down to technique, um, and it probably will against the Jaguars. Honestly, I don't know. I don't think the Jaguars blitz a ton. I don't think they have to. Ryan Kelly said something about how Miami showed some different looks than they were. They'd seen on film, um, so maybe that was part of it too. But anyway, well, I think mean, that's a Flores, that's Belichick, that's kind of what they do. I don't think Jacksonville really needs to do that nope, because of who they have. Your talent, yep. Um, and so then it's going to come down to Manu Imano. Speed, I think Costanzo and Smith are going to matter a lot. 
Um, but also, anytime Jacoby's in there, if he's healthy, mm-hmm. the interior's got to do what they what they do because he escapes those edge guys a lot. So you got to give him room to to escape. Yeah, we'll see if that mobility is the same too on the on the knee. Obviously, he's got the sprained MCL. He's going to have the ginormous leg brace that we saw last week, which he says didn't didn't get bigger. But I think that brace is bigger. One other thing <laughs> about Jacksonville is that they've been bad against the run. Now, I say that with the caveat that Miami was bad against the run, and I felt like the Colts didn't do enough. But, um, but yeah, so the uh, I think the um, it'll be interesting to see if they if they can do it better this week. We have a lot of fans, and <laughs> they, they're banging down the doors trying to get in. We had an unexpected the visitor, and it threw me off. Nope, that's, no, I told you, it's a, it was a fan who wanted to be part of the podcast. <laughs> We're going to stick to that story. Um. Yeah, to your point, I think um, I think there's people going to be wondering out there, and I, I think it's a fair question. I'm not sure how relevant it is, but it's fair. Will Frank Reich's incredible history with Nick Foles have any bearing on this game? Will he be able to tell the defense there's some tendencies, Nick, there's some things that Nick likes, things like that? Huh, that's a good question. Um, I think it helps. I think it does help a little bit uh, in terms of knowing what – obviously they're not running Frank's scheme down there. Right. Um, but I think it probably helps a little bit in terms of some of like just what to expect from Foles in certain situations. But I think more when when teams game plan, there's there's a lot more of when they run this out of this formation, it looks like this and that I, kind of thing. So, I think there may be some quarterback tendencies you can put them on. Like if if Nick looks this way, it doesn't necessarily mean he's throwing that. You know, I mean things like just little or like the way he do, you know the dropbacks. Like some guys have further dropbacks or start right. further back. Like, right. he'll be able to tell Justin Houston that he's going to be further back in the pocket than most quarterbacks. Or, you know, things things like that right. that he'll n- remember from Philly. But overall, I think it's what you said. It's mostly going to be scouting. A lot of it's trying to read the book by seeing formation and down and distance and trying to f- eliminate most of what they could do and get it down to, like, two or three plays. It is a tall task, though. I mean, they honestly just haven't seen Nick Foles' tape. I mean, I think he played, what, two quarters in the first game of the year? Yeah, and I, I think... Nick Foles and Jacksonville tape. I think it's pretty reasonable to expect him to be very different from Gardner Minshew. That's what I mean. And so, the, the, the Colts, the Col- right? The Colts defense has played. I talked to George Odom about this today. It's like, have you guys been playing your? It's like this is the best defense. This defense has like played this year. And he was just, he, you know, I said he said the last four games have been very, very good, and they have been. But I mean, you know, he said what every defender is supposed to say, which is until the other team has zero points, then we haven't played to the best of our abilities. But right. I think it is a fair thing to say. This is an interesting. I don't think most people would look at the Jacksonville offense and say. This is a big-time test for the Colts' defense. But because of the lack of being able to see what Nick Foles is and what he is in this offense, the power of how good Leonard Fournette has been in the run game, this actually might be a better test for this Colts' defense than we thought. I think it's better than any of the last three teams they've played. Yeah, Mason Rudolph has a good point. Denver, for sure. And then uh, Miami, yeah, that's good. That's a, I, that's a very good point. Didn't even think about that. But you're right. It's a better test than the last three teams they've played. Which you just knocked down my point if they played really good defense the last four games because they haven't played three very good offenses. Well, before that though, they played pretty good against Mahomes and yeah, Watson. That's what started it. Yeah. So yeah, they're more they're more on like a five game run then, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The defense has not been the issue with this team. Not lately. They've had blips, but uh, yeah, but there. So there's every defense has blips. Yeah, the te- teams are going to get yards. Like yeah. I, I know people were like, "Man, they didn't look good against Miami," but Miami averaged three point seven yards per play. Yeah. That's defense did their job. A abysmally low. I, I don't even know how to explain how low that is. They scored 16 points, and as you said, Brian pretty much gave gave them 10. Right? At least 10. Maybe, yeah. maybe I guess if you wanted to be fair about it, 6. Right? Because it was, I mean, 
if you already said that they only would would have held them to field goals on both those series, which they right. did once, and the other time was a touchdown. But yeah, they, I mean, to be defense has been doing its job; it's holding up its end of the bargain. Justin Houston is playing at a Pro Bowl level, by the way, and so is there. Darius Slender might be back to being <laughs> a week after we all kind of knocked him for not being at the same level he was last year. Um, he was incredible on Sunday, and and might be back at that all pro level that we were talking about. Both those things fair. Yeah, seven sacks for Justin Houston, by the way. No, Justin Houston's been great and consistent. It wasn't like he got Very four in one game. And then, yeah, yeah, Justin Houston's been great, and it's not like he. There was one point where Ryan Fitzpatrick escaped him a little bit, but yeah. like there's a lot of pressure from him too. So you you can throw that out because there's a lot of times that he flushes pe- flushes it, the guy out of the pocket. Uh, Leonard, the ball production's nuts. It's just for an off the ball linebacker. I don't know how crazy. He, I mean. His Sunday game was stat line wise. You're not going to see many games like that ever. I mean, I think there was a Colts stat out there. It hasn't been done by the Colts since '93, or done only a couple times. It's only been done by four Colts. Leonard's oh, yeah. the only person to do it twice. Oh man, that's a crazy number. And it involves sacks, which is things that off the off the ball linebackers have trouble getting often. Um, that's weird. I was trying to pull up a uh, just the last thing here. I was trying to pull up the the gambling numbers, and I know you're anxious to see this week <laughs> for the Colts, but I actually don't think they're, uh, they don't have, this, at least the site that I've, that I use for, to, to give you these, they don't, they don't have a number up on the Colts. I imagine that's because Brissett's status has not been quite decided. So I you're do, off the hook. I do not know why that would change things or not. They don't, a lot of times the, Vegas doesn't put up the numbers until they know what the status of the quarterback or a very important player um, because that would change the line. If it was Brian Hoyer, the Colts won't be favored by as much as they will be with Brissett. Very likely. Uh, Team fair? Yeah, it totally makes sense now. Okay. Um, so you're off the hook on that. but so in, case any, in case any of the listeners were wondering how much I knew about betting, it's not much. It's not much. All right. I'm gonna, I, have some, I have some AFC South trivia for you that I, got, I decided I wanted to, um, I wanted to like, quiz you on for Stump Joel. Because we're talking about the AFC South and how this, like, I think I'll lead into this with like, a small piece of like, they've lost to the Raiders, Steelers, and Chargers now. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the three leading teams in the AFC competing for a wild card. Especially the Raiders and Steelers. Right. Um, they've lost to those teams. They've lost to the tiebreakers. To me, if the Colts are going to win this division, they can still win a wild card, but it's going to be a much simpler path because they've already beaten Houston to win the division. Does this make sense? Right. Okay. So we're going to talk about division winners. Um, first question on Stump Joel. This is a series of questions. The first question on Stump Joel is, in what year was the AFC South established? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, so essentially, when did all divisions get... When did they divide yeah, I know. And I should, like, that should be like an easy one. I, I know. Have... I started with an easy one. I'm going to get it wrong. If you're within a year, I'll give you credit. 1998? 2002. Ooh, 2002. Later than I thought. Okay, so... This is the more important one. Who has won the most AFC South AFC South titles? See, it feels like it should be the Colts, but I'm going to say the Houston Texans. You're wrong. It's the Colts. You were right. It was, it, was, it was the Colts. It was the Colts. Can you guess how many out of the, hold on, 17. <laughs> Wait. 17 since, oh yeah, you count 2000. Nine times. Correct. You got one. I got one. Houston is number two. I'm so embarrassed. With how many division titles? Six. Oh, no. Sorry. Five. <laughs> Five. I was looking Five. I was close. Yeah, you were. You were. And then Tennessee? 
By the way, you're down to you're down to three. I know, you're down, down to three. three so, so I'm gonna say two. Two is correct. And, and Jacksonville has won one. Jacksonville's division, got one. One division title. Um, I I yeah, I it felt like the Colts, but I figured you wouldn't ask me such an obvious question. I did. I, I came. I came I out with myself completely. Two out easy it. ones. Yeah, just to start you out. And I started <laughs> going. Did they like win a bunch when Arian Foster and uh, Jay Johnson were down there? Uh, I was at a trivia recently where I heard that there was only three teams in the history of the NFL that have gone have gone to the playoffs, have a streak, or have gone to the playoffs nine years in a row. I can't think of the third team right now. <laughs> but I know two of them. Can you guess two of them at least? Colts? Yeah. I And I, I'll i just admit it. Right now, I embarrassingly got that wrong. Patriots? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got the other one. The third one is... Don't I have the other one? They came up short. They got... Right. I believe that's the team I guessed was the Packers. I believe it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't. It's either the Steelers, Steelers, makes either sense. the Steelers or the Cowboys. I can't remember which one I blew it on. Somebody can look that up too. I'm sorry. That's a terrible trivia question. Not to know the entire answer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad about it. But uh, yeah, if only the if only we all carried around computers in our pockets to find out the answer. I know. So yeah, go out. Yeah, stop being lazy and go look it up yourself. No, I. Uh, yeah, so the Colts. I just you actually stumped Jim. I did <laughs> with, my own, with my own question. <laughs> That's pretty embarrassing. Uh, yes. What a I great. Feel less bad now. What a great way to go out. What a great. Way. Do you know how many? Uh, here, I'll, I'll let you end with a really I easy. No, I, I, I don't know. I think I think we should end on you I'm, stumping yourself. I'm gonna let you. End with, no, I'm getting. I'm gonna let you end with an easy one. How many AFC South teams have won a Super Bowl since 2002? It's just the Colts. It's just the Colts. Yeah, that's it. There you go. So that's the end of our uh, our trivia section and the end of the <laughs> Cover 2 Colts podcast. I think podcast. we need to make Stump Jim a part of it. <laughs> oh, I, should make, I, I have to make Jump Stump Jim. Yeah. I have to come yeah. up with a question I can't answer. Yeah, it's not me. You have to come up with a question you can't answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's embarrassing. Um, yeah, well, that's a great way to go out. But uh, So, yeah, we'll be back, of course. We'll be covering um, times of the game on Sunday, Joel. So 1 o'clock. Yes. So 1 o'clock start. Um, so we'll probably have the podcast up hopefully by 8, 8.30, 9, somewhere in that mm-hmm. range of time. So look for it then. It'll be immediately reaction afterward. I'm not going to make any predictions about what the kind of podcast it'll be since I thought the Miami podcast was going to be a, like a fun, easy one. And it wasn't. So, yeah. Join us, Ben. Join us then. You look like you wanted to add something before I, I signed out. <laughs> Joel's good. He's all set. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>